up the top stars from Hollywood and from all over the world to entertain you on a giant screen with a few colorful motion pictures you've been hearing about and reading it's about. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. We're delighted to have you with us. The Drive-In Theater. You'll find something to please you to add to your evening's enjoyment. It's pleased to bring you our Fifi feature presentation. Presentation. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. What's going on? It is Monday night. It is 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. It is July 31st, last day of July, and you are tuned into the Drive-In Speaker Box. We broadcast this show live if you're just listening to the podcasts. Uh, thank you for liking and subscribing wherever it is you you download podcasts. Uh, but a little disclaimer about this week's episode. You may notice a slight like hum in the background, like a whoo. It's because it is absolutely swelteringly blisteringly hot in in the studio um and we are not turning on the air or turning off the air conditioner or this fan for any reason might be just us right now people with headphones say it's a-okay well if you were downloading and listening to this on your hi-fi uh you'd be like what is that background noise but um but i can hear it that's why i'm the boom operator professional sound guy here uh, I'm not a fan of of it's it, the the white noise. But anyway, now that we have established the noise, we can continue with the show. I'm your host, Bo, the Boom Operator. And I am Slick Doggy the Grip. And we're going to be talking to you about movies this week. We're going to be reviewing some movies. We're going to tell you what's coming out in theaters this week. We're going to give you some somber news about some people that have passed away. Uh, and we're just going to chat with you. But if you um, if you're a Twitch uh, viewer, if you subscribe on Twitch, or if you just follow us, whatever it is you you'd like to do on Twitch, you can check us out on the Twitch pre-show. Uh, it's a lot more candid. We just sit there and, and chat with you for at least a half hour every week. So, uh, and also you can follow us on our Discord channel. Um, the link is in the in the chat. You can you can get it there wherever it is you found us. The link is there, and you can chat with us all week. and And all of our our viewers and fans like have lots of conversations, and it's it's a pretty good time. So, uh, well, Jake, obviously we weren't here last week. That's true. I was in New Orleans. I'm wearing my my Malorty Gras T-shirt. I'll show you guys. Yeah, I was there, Malorty Gras 2023. And um, do you remember any of it? I remember a lot. I, I, so there is a technique to. If, well, if I check past the fuck out New Orleans, are, is there going to be a picture of you on there? No, there will not be. There might be a picture of uh, some of my staff, uh, but not me. Um, had, a, had a good time. I'm going to drink the last little sippy of my Malort here. Nom, 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 nom. Washing my tights. But, uh, but, but it's been two weeks, so. Jake, what did you see? I saw Oppenheimer. You saw Oppenheimer. Okay. And then uh, this week, there wasn't any new movies, except for there was an Indian movie. There was Haunted Mansion, which I I saw. There there wasn't any new movies. (laughs) I saw Haunted Mansion. There was Bro, which was a Telugu movie, and I thought about watching it. And but I remember that none of you like that. And then, <laughs> and then get the other one ready. There was Slam Dunk the movie, but I've never watched or read anything about it. Um, so I didn't watch either one. <laughs> they don't apply because okay. I, I didn't see either one. 
Okay. Instead, well. I watched Hidden Strike. Okay. Well, finally, uh, it, it was finally released after five years. We will we will talk about that later in the show, and I'll talk about we'll talk about Oppenheimer. We'll talk about Haunted Mansion, and then if we have time, we'll talk about that other one. Oh, Hidden Strike! I can talk about real quick. It's a John Cena, Jackie Chan movie, man. Okay, was it full of action? We'll find out. Okay, we will. So, uh, anyway, let's jump into some news. It was a week, um, although without you know with the writer strike going on and all of that jazz, it's uh, it's it's just it's difficult. Um, why is this mouse so sticky? Ew. You're the one that uses it. Is it melting? Is it so hot in here that, like, plastic is melting? I don't know. Gross. Um, anyway, the, the, a, a week happened, but with, with the writer's strike going on and everything happening in the world of, of film, it's not a whole lot of just, like, new news happening, except for the news that literally just dropped, like, moments before coming up to the studio tonight. Uh, Paul Rubens. Hmm passed away this afternoon uh after a battle with cancer and that i guess a lot of people didn't know about and paul I, he was 70 i believe 70. Uh, yeah. but for those of you that don't know paul rubens passed Wee herman um you know and 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 it's kind of a, a, a sad thing because everybody's like oh what a pervert pb herman and they don't actually really know the whole story there also he was in an adult theater so right but but what's interesting about his career from that point on, I mean, he's done a whole lot of things, and we're going to talk about those in just a little bit. But, um, you know, the character Pee Wee Herman was was monstrous and, 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 and hugely influential on not just children but adults. Like, you know, it was one of the biggest television shows that was meant for kids that had adult appeal and was a big crossover. But the interesting thing about when when he got canceled, essentially, he was one of the first big celebrities to get canceled for his behavior outside of his character, you know. But it really kind of set a milestone moment in the concept of celebrity where we started paying way more attention to people that we watch for entertainment to what they're doing outside of entertainment, you know? And I think that we've, we've gotten a lot more accepting of some of that, you know I mean? Like we look at the way that the backlash we gave people like Pee Wee Herman or excuse me, Paul Rubens, but we also have a huge population of America that's willing to reelect a person that grabs them by the pussy, you know? And it's like how far we have, I don't know if that's a progressive how far we have come, but how much more tolerant we are of people's business. You know, I mean, you look at guys like Robert Downey Jr., who, you know, everyone's like, oh, Iron Man, I love our kids watching Iron Man and Robert Downey Jr., but for most of his, well, most of his life, he was a coke-riddled, heroin-blasting degenerate and was proud of it, you know, and... um same with Charlie Sheen and all those, and and everybody just thought that shit was funny, and and you know, but with, with Paul Rubens, it really destroyed his career for a long, long time. Um, but uh, yeah, he he was a brilliant comedian, and uh, I, I I I would I would be like a liar if I said that 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 his performances and his comedy uh, did not completely shape 
how I see the world. I mean, you look at like like characters like in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, like uh, oh, uh, yeah, like you know, and then uh, Mystery Men, you know, uh, his oh, character. Yeah. He's just you, you, and then Beauty and the Beast. He was like the spleen. He was the spleen. Uh, he was one of the funnier parts of Cheech and Chong's next movie. And and you know everybody got caught by surprise when he played a somewhat serious role in the movie Blow in the early two thousands. You know, I mean, he um, he was just a really 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 talented guy. And uh, you know, I mean, despite everything that happened from his transition to being a children's star to you know people taking him seriously as an actor, uh, he still managed to have a, a very big huge career. Um, uh, Dennis is big difference about Paul Rubens and a lot of others. He was held to a crazier standard and being singled out for being gay. Yeah, he was, you know, and and I think it's a standard that has changed. Um, and it's unfortunate that that um, you know for what we held him, um, you know, I, I I I guess not accountable for, but in in contempt for is different than what we would do now. Um, so you know. Uh, but he still, you know, made it through uh, to at least 70 and didn't didn't kill himself with substances, which is what happens to a lot of people in that situation. Um, so anyway, um, pouring one out to to I don't have anything but this disgusting bottle of liquor that I'm going to sip out of and not even tell you what it is because I don't want to get the shameless plug. But um, this one's to Paul. This one's to Cherry and uh captain cartoons and the magic screen and uh the 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 cat band the jazz band and every uh, ro- the the robot person everyone in peewee's zombie mecca like a high mecca hiney ho mm-hmm. yeah sad days um i don't know why i'm trying to put my water bottle lid back on this liquor lid but that's where my brain's at right now it's been a long day guys and it's hot and it's hot out too. He, Vince says he is with Jombie in heaven. Anyway, so um, other news. You've got you've got your piece of paper. Other there. news, yeah, yeah. Uh, mostly just uh, things being uh, released, trailers and announcements and things like that. Uh, one that would probably interest you is the uh, Castlevania Nocturne trailer. Did you see what? that? Yeah, more Castlevania anime. Where's your weeb what? icon? You're the one that watches the anime. Uh, but there's because Castlevania rules. So there's an, another Castlevania anime uh, coming out, and everything in it is uh, about Belmonts this time. You you get the Belmonts. Um, I didn't really see what else was going on in the trailer much because it was not at all like the games. From what I could see, it's. Right. More like the games than you think. If you follow a lot of the games... It's in the trailer. Okay. What I'm saying is the trailer didn't have anything that I was able to relate to in the games, having played all the way from original Castlevania up to the DS ones, and then stopping because the DS ones were dumb and I hated them after the first one or two, uh, and then not playing them again until the 3D ones where you played as the original. Um, Dracula becoming Dracula? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, is Alucard in the trailer? No, he was in the last thing. But Alucard's the coolest. Yeah. All the Belmonts are cool. Yeah, Alucard's cool. The Belmonts are cool, but they're, like, different things. So we finally get Belmonts. Uh, were the Belmonts in the in the first version of the anime first? Yeah, it was Simon okay. Belmont. But Alucard was, like, the main character, right? In the, in the show? Yeah. 
Um, he came in, uh, so it was like because I only watched like the first two episodes. So the 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 cartoon follows like the character trifecta of Castlevania three, which is Dracula's mm-hmm. Curse, and so you've got Alucard, you've got Cipher or whatever her name is, and there was a um, you go well, a Belmont, and then you had that pirate, which they never introduced him because he was kind of a stupid character anyway. But it was those three going on to like defeat Dracula, and it kind of took that those three characters in and threw them in to a blend of like story from Symphony of the Night and story yeah. from other other different well, parts of like the first episode or two that I watched was just like uh all the cards mom getting Trevor, burned at the stake you. and that's what made Dracula pissed at humanity he's like fine that's how you want it that's how you're getting it Dracula's mm-hmm. going to turn into a devil ball or whatever he did in what Symphony of the man? Night a yeah. miserable sack of lies so uh new ca- you? Castlevania yeah. trailer uh coming out on Netflix again also, Netflix uh, released their new Spy Kids reboot trailer um, for a new generation of kids. Um, you know, you got uh, uh, Rod- Rodriguez releasing his Spy Kids. This time it's starring Zachary Levi and uh, the chick that played Jane the Virgin, uh, Gina Rodriguez. Gina Rodriguez, yeah. yeah. So they're the parents and something happens to them, so the kids find their spy stuff. And now it's time for them to be spies. Uh, looks uh, very much like Spy Kids. So, dumb as heck. How many does this make? Well, I don't know. Several. Four? Uh, it's probably at least, maybe minimum. Well, you got, well, is is Shark Boy and Lava Girl in the Spy Kid-averse? Yes. I think there's a crossover at some point. And then there's a Shark Boy and Lava Girl cartoon and sequel. Okay, I never, I never... I never got into that. Yeah, I, I didn't yeah. either. I was uh, too old. Um, but also, coming out on Netflix, we got a full-length One Piece live-action trailer. Mm. Have you Are seen you that? Are you so excited? Mm. No. No, uh, not not n- not at all. Uh, some of it, mainly the uh, most important parts of it, look really, really bad. And um, it was announced... Because it's a live-action anime. It was released that um, Oda, uh, Ichiro, you know, the guy that does uh, One Piece, told them, he told the production, he's like, no, you have to reshoot that. That looks like garbage. You're ruining One Piece. And this is after that, and they're uh, being allowed to release it. It looks bad. Uh, Luffy looks bad. Nami looks terrible. Usopp doesn't look or seem anything like Usopp. Sanji looks real dumb. Zoro does look cool. Zoro, there's like every now and then there's something that's like kind of cool. Zoro looks cool. We're going to have Axe Hand Morgan as a bad guy in it. We didn't get to see him, but we get to see an image of him. Alvita's there. I don't know how they're going to explain Alvita because they cast a fairly heavy set woman. What are they going to do when they explain her coming back and she's thin? They're, are they just no. recasting it? I feel no, like the people wouldn't that. be okay with that. Maybe they'll uh, just leave her big. But uh, you can't because that doesn't work that way. Well, you, you it's we got to be body she positive. Gets, she gets, we got to no, be body positive. Now. She gets like the the wax wax fruit or the slick slick fruit or whatever it is, and she becomes smooth and beautiful. You don't have to wax wax anymore. Show it. Just be <laughs> proud of. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, Buggy's there. He looks terrible. The whole circus thing looks terrible. We got to see a little bit of the black cat pirates. Um, uh, and Mary, Mary actually looks pretty cool. The dude that the going Mary looks like, um, Kobe is there. Kobe looks all right. Kobe. Um, 
we get to see Arlong and the and the Fishman pirates. Arlong looks not good. I don't know how the Arlong Arlong Park thing is gonna work. It looks super stupid. Um, you do get to see like Dragon in in his cloak. I don't know if we're gonna get to see Dragon. Uh, I wonder how they're gonna do Smoker. There's a lot of questions. Only a few things that we got to see, but so far everything looks dumb. They did say from the beginning, get rid of that guy. <laughs> that um, the story takes place as they're getting ready to enter the Grand Line, right? And then it's all it's 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 all like. Uh, flashbacks right so we're gonna see them i guess already at logetown getting ready to go to the grand line and it's gonna be like flashbacks of how they got usopp and nami and sanji um zoro obviously and and everything like that so um, any one piece readers or viewers in the in the audience i've actually never seen do you know what it is I know it's what it the is, biggest but... media franchise to have ever existed ever According to Jake, no, for real, like internationally, it's, it's true, it's true, yeah. it's true. It's kind of like, but it has no end. It's like, yeah, not yet. It's like Soju's the most consumed uh, spirit on planet Earth. Never had Soju. It's good. And and you ask any average American, they're like, "What the hell is that?" Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's uh. But uh, night. Uh, night. Actually, says, Shh, "Don't tell my friend. I'm secretly watching the show." So ah. Uh. Um. Zaxoff says it's super long. It's way too long. One Piece, it's really not. And if you read the manga, all the filler from the anime goes away, and it's you can say, get through it pretty quick. Filler is always the most annoying part of um, books turned TV or whatever you mm -hmm. know. Um, but any any hope that there was for this series to be okay has been removed with the longer reveal uh, trailer. The only good parts was the CGI Sea King at the beginning that takes Shank's arm and Zoro. But the the biggest, most important parts just don't look well at all, which is Luffy and Roger. They did a terrible job with Roger and Shanks. Uh, and if Luffy, Roger, and Shanks don't work, One Piece doesn't work. Yeah, it, fall, it all falls apart. Yeah. Well, so. you can check out that trailer. Uh, we will talk more about that in the future when it when it comes out because I know he's going to watch it. Uh, I'll watch the first episode and see to, how it you'll goes. You'll have to watch. It's like yeah, I watched I'm, the Cowboy Bebop and I I, I muscled, tried. I watched the first episode of it too. It was awful. I muscled through it, but we need to tell you about what's coming out this week. Oh shit! In okay. Movies, uh, Invincible Two was announced. Uh, there's a new Boys series coming out on Amazon, which mm -hmm. is Gen V. It's a high school version of the Boys. It looks real dumb. It's nothing but chopping people's ding dongs off with laser vision, yep. and they're like, "I ripped his dick off." And that's a real thing from the trailer. Because that's um, what everybody loved about the first one. And yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just nothing but. Blood Blood guts and ding dongs getting blown up, mm -hmm. uh, and then Gran Turismo got delayed two weeks. It will now come out August twenty fifth instead of eleventh, uh, so we got to wait longer for more uh, race car stuff. All right, well, uh, movies that we don't have to wait too much longer for coming out this weekend. Two large releases uh, hitting. There is one one small indie release that that was doing well at Tribeca. Not quite. It it's going to probably just find its way to VOD, but The Corner Office with uh, John Hamm looks like a, it's kind of a psychological comedy thriller uh, about John Hamm in a uh, weird office job, and he discovers this hidden room that's really just kind of in his head, but anyway, watch the trailer, looks pretty good, did really well at Tribeca. Um, the two big movies that are coming out are about uh, very large uh, a 
aquatic creatures. Uh, first one is Meg 2, The Trench, with Jason Statham. It was not just one last job. Uh, this is a second job. Uh, even though in the first movie, it was supposed to be one last job. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm retired. I'm not going to come out. I've, I'm fine. I'll come out. One well, last job for the Meg. You know what? Like, Remember the last time? Well, this is going to be crazy, and I... One more time. I'd bet five bucks that Jason Statham gets eaten somewhere near the first half of this movie because he's missing from parts of the trailer and people talk about him in the past tense. And there's certain scenes that he's not there. I think they're going to ruin themselves. This new this. Meg, old chum is the, uh, is the tagline for this. But yeah, I mean, uh, it, I feel like they're just going to go completely... Piranha 3 double D with this, throw everything at the wall, make their money, and then just call it a day. Because this is a cash grab, uh, literally the definition of jumping shark, but with a shark. And you've got Jason Statham, Cliff Curtis, um, you know, Sienna Gilroy, uh, and other people that you've never heard of. So um, it's going to be a movie, and it's going to be people getting eaten, and it's going to be funny, and um, it'll make its money back. And they'll probably do they they uh, I hope they don't do another one, but it's comedic enough to where people are going to go out and see it, and then just like the the spinoff of the boys, where the episodes where a tiny guy goes inside of a person's urethra and then stops being tiny and blows the dude's dick off, and everyone's like, oh, it blew, and, and everybody posted on the internet, and now look what we got, we got a whole series about people getting their dicks blown off because they Seriously. thought that was so cool. We got to do more of that. Yeah, watch the trailer. That's half of what they talk about in it. And then I, I tell you, it's like you, the CW with gore. And if you think that what, what, what everything we did to fall in like with the Barbenheimer bullshit um, on the internet, if you think you've seen the last, uh, like Hollywood is, it, they got their top people in like the bu the bunker room, like drinking coffee and doing cocaine, trying to figure out how to recreate our collective stupidity of combining those two movies. To where everybody that kind of wanted to see it now felt like they had to go see it and then went and saw it. Um, so we're going to be seeing a lot more of that in the future. Thanks. You know how many people have asked me if I went and watched Barbie? Oh, I'm dude. Like, no. Yeah, I mean, it's... I'm not going to sit there with that crowd because my Oppenheimer Theater had three rows, three and a half rows of the Barbie crowd in it. Well, what's really funny is, like, I've talked to a lot of people, and, and I talk to people about movies, I don't know, Constantly, because I host a podcast, and I've been doing this for well over a decade, and I talk to people all the time, and I tell them about movies, and the, the same people that knew that Barbie movie was coming, and I know they knew about it, and then I said, oh, well, everybody just got in line with the hype, and they go, no, I actually really did want to see it, I, you know, I really did, I really did, you know, I was planning on going, it's like, you haven't planned on going to see a, see a movie in like three years, like you're one of those people that hasn't. And thank you, Barbie Oppenheimer, Barbenheimer, for getting people back into the theater for a minute. But it's like there are a lot of people were going just to be a part of that internet thing. Oh, absolutely. The dude next to me slept through, or well, tossed and turned while trying to sleep through the majority of it. After I told them to put their phones away and all that, but and they and, weren't there for the movie. They were there to so they could tell their friends that they were there. Yeah, no, and that's the thing. They go, did you go do the thing? Oh, yeah, we did the thing. Yeah, we're cool because we did the thing. Yeah, ha-ha. Um, and, and, and so many people will backpedal and go, no, no, I actually really did want to see it. And I go, oh, so you went out and planned your whole big pink outfit like 
months ago like the, the, to go see that was your whole plan was yeah, to dress I'll, up like Barbie because I'll, the internet you, that was you no the internet didn't tell me to go dress like Barbie I was just gonna do that in bullshit yeah the way I'll put it is that my entire theater of people not old enough to buy beer um, all only had a single reaction the entire movie right about Oppenheimer not that it was some big impactful historical thing about the deaths of thousands and thousands of people and mass destruction weapons and stuff it was Florence Pugh's titties ended up on screen and the whole theater went because they were adults seriously yes oh boy it was three and a half rows of people not old enough to buy beer wearing pink chatting with each other and being on their phones and they all made an audible ooh when boobies hit the big screen well not try to go see these movies yeah and, and you think i'm gonna go sit through barbie with those kids oh, no well and and so uh before and it, like dina says on twitch uh dina just commented says that which sucks because barbie is a lot of fun movie and a really good movie but i don't and, have to see it on the big screen and i already watched lego movie well and here's the thing is if you've been watching the show like when you know the more and more we found out about Barbie, we started to get excited about it. We wanted to see it. I was like, "Oh man, the writing team looks good. Yep. Uh, early trailers looks good. The casting's good." And then, like the about two weeks before it was coming out, the meme started. And then I wanted to see it a lot less and less because it's like I don't want to be in the theater with these people that mm-hmm. that aren't there for the movie. They're there for the the fucking participation of the meme. But anyway, um, Meg's coming. Out. Meg's coming out. That's probably what I'm gonna watch. Uh, well, then I will go see the other film coming out this weekend, uh, which is Teenage, well, hey. let's just say Adolescent Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. Uh, everything about this looks fun, uh, except for the voice acting. They like, sound like they're toddlers they are little baby yeah and 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 i'm and and that's that way they can be teenagers for the sequel no that's not how that works uh it it, it, the teenage ninja turtles movie that's coming out like you know i grew up with teenage ninja turtles you know i mean I'm, i'm i'm very well versed the original movie is still in my opinion, one of the best adaptations of the franchise. I went and um, watched it in the theater when it played a couple of years ago. It's it's a, I took a really. Our, I took one of our buddies. He had never seen it. It's a really really well made movie. Um, you know, a New Line Cinema took a chance on that movie and allowed them to make it dark and um, and kind of moody, and it was a really good movie for it. This movie uh, definitely looks like it's borrowing a page out of the Enter the Spider-Verse playbook. The animation looks really cool. I like that Shredder's not the main bad guy. Um, you know, they're exploring some of the other mutants that exist in the, the Ninja Turtles world, yeah, which I think is cool. Just like a Batman, Joker does not have to be the bad guy. Explore different bad guys. Superman, Lex Luthor doesn't have to be the bad guy. Explore different bad guy. Yeah, Ninja Turtles has a lot of different bad guys, which the last live-action movie... They had Krang and mm-hmm. everything, at least a little bit, you know, and it was somewhat uh, redeemable. And I'm that, just happy that it's not live action. Um, I, I'm excited about an animated, action, animated uh, Ninja Turtles movie. I'm gonna go see it. I mean, I'm, oof, the voices, like they're they're teenagers, and teenage means that there is a one. And then another number in front of their age, oh, right? Like, Besides, a, yeah. Yeah. yeah, And they're all like 10, 10 and 11. Yeah. A, a number that's teen, 3 to 9. Yeah, teen at the end, like 13 and above. But these kids are like diaper sounding. Um, at least the animation looks cool. The animation does look cool. Uh, I want to hit this comment from Movie Albert on Twitch. He says, saw Oppenheimer in 70 millimeter at the Tara in Atlanta and an art house. Uh, no Barbie children there. 
Uh, I would have loved to have seen that. Um, you know, the Barbie children aren't going to go spend premium prices. I was about to, to say, see. if we had an expensive version of it, that's where it would have been, just so that it would have been people that really wanted to be there and really experience a movie, not kids that are trying to double feature it and with the cheapest possible and all their buddies. Because there's no way that, like, you know, what, 45 uh, kids are going to go to that movie and spend 20 bucks a piece. No chance. Mm-hmm. So, well, and you know they're all sneaking in snacks and stuff, so they're not actually helping the theater yeah. at all. So buy, buy some popcorn, you buttholes. Uh, Zaxoff said on Twitch, he said, I just looked up two of the actors, they were 15 and 19. Well, they casted them to sound like they were 5 and 9. There's, um, I've seen the pictures of those kids. There's no way that any of them is 19. Like, then unless, why did they get the most unless they specifically found people that had stunted growth like they have like um uh i know what you're talking about you know like the, that lady that was in all those movies in the, the kid 80s from doogie hauser and she had that high-pitched child's voice and she was like a, a little person it, she or was the in, lady that does like moaning myrtle and uh something she's a actor well but you know like uh what was that lady's name she was uh in ice pirates and, um, and the lady that, that voices the Simpsons all the time, Pia Sidora. Pia Sidora. Or Pia Sidora. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know those names. Oh, you're talking uh, the, the one that does, like, uh, Lisa's voice? Yeah. Progeria. Uh, it might be. I don't know. Uh, but the, the, these, these, these teenagers sound like straight-up babies. You know, and I know teenagers. You know, you hit puberty and your voice yeah, someone like Yeah, someone kind of like yeah, Pia, Pia Zadora. Zadora. Yeah. What a name. That wasn't the one I was thinking. There was like a anyway, lady. Uh, Ninja Turtles coming out this weekend in theaters. We're going to check it out. We'll talk about um, we will talk about that movie. You know, I, I had all the figures growing up. I knew all the mutants. I, you know, I, Dude, I, I did the thing. Ninja Turtles was my life when I was a kid. Me, my brother and cousin had uh, Ninja Turtle outfits made for us by my granny for Halloween. And we... Uh, you were yeah. a Michelangelo, dude. Of course, I was Michelangelo. Yeah. Duh, that's why Donatello. I, orange is my favorite color. I love pizza. Purple's my favorite color. I had nunchucks, man. That was all circumstantial, but Donatello. Point of like, it, I mean, Ninja Turtles were like the original. Like, what Harry Potter house are you? It's like, okay, who's your favorite turtle? You know, are it, <laughs> yeah. it's like a personality test. Yeah, you know? which turtle, dude? And, um, and it was like Raphael, and I was like, "Nah, he's the butthole." Yeah, he like, has the toot, man. Yeah, I liked Michelangelo because he was the party dude. My my mother just chimed in on on our chat stream here, and she goes, "Uh, you still have all the figures?" Hell yeah, yeah, she's right. And I you do know still what? have. Figures. If you go to the store right now, they have all of the classic Ninja Turtle toys from when we were kids. The one where they hold the pizza boxes and shoot them out. Oh yeah. Uh, the- Pizza Blaster? Yeah, and you can get... Uh, Mark uh, Landry said he was a Donatello all day. That's my man. My He's bro- a builder, too. My brother's a Donatello Smart. guy. My cousin was Raph. We didn't have a Leo in our trio. Because... Yeah, uh, well, so Zaxoff on Twitch says, that's probably why I'm so upset that the youngest actor voices Donnie. The original movie Donnie was Corey freaking Feldman, which was also awesome. Like, I mean, could not be any cooler um anyway oh Andrewid coming in with the hot take donatello all the way uh but did like the moody Raphael in the original action movie yeah, yeah and velvet santa michael he was good he was good in the in so the we movie. found the two good ones right donatello <laughs> mikey and, and donnie mikey. <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway all right well those movies are coming out in theaters this week um let's see 
let's talk about the movies that we saw. Let's. Uh, well, I mean, Oppenheimer's a little bit old news since yeah. we were go- gone for a week. So let's go ahead and start with that one. And I'll finish the show with Haunted Mansion. So okay. yeah, tell us about Oppenheimer, dude. Uh, well, I watched Hidden Strike too. You want me to get through it real mm. quick? Mm-hmm. All right, Hidden Strike. It's on Netflix. Not a big deal. It's been out for five years. Jackie Chan, uh, John Cena, action movie set in the desert. Uh, mostly a Chinese movie. It's not bad. Uh, it's the story's dumb. You don't need to care about it. The point is that John Cena is like a mercenary. He gets hired to do a job he doesn't really want to do. The guys are evil. It's played by the guy that um, is Theon's uncle. Uh, the old evil Greyjoy oh, the, from Game of, the, of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. So uh, evil the Iron Islands. Evil Greyjoy yeah. b- betrays him. Him and Jackie Chan got to team up, uh, and they will pass the end. It's not bad. It's on Netflix. Watch it. Uh, okay. But Oppenheimer. So Oppenheimer's the big one, right? The the other half of the meme. Um, Christopher Nolan. Yeah, Christopher back Nolan in the and saddle. Sometimes Christopher Nolan movies are not as fun as what the buildup would want you f- to have them be like. Well, I don't the, know why the, he's always billed as a fun director. Cause yeah. A lot of his movies are not like y- y'all might not like this, but the Batman movies, Batman begins is fantastic. And Batman begins is a very good movie. I like everything about it. And then the other two are not, I, I don't like them there. And you just get a lot of blows and a lot of like Heath Ledger, crap he wasn't a good joker if you think he's a good joker it's because that is your joker but he's not a good joker there's he's not the best joker there's plenty of good jokers he's not one of them he was just edgelord type character zeus is the better character in that movie uh than than joker but that's whatever and like uh what's the uh, star movie the one with the time and the bookcase. Interstellar. Interstellar. Interstellar, yeah. Interstellar is a pretty good movie, but it drags. And that's what a, what Christopher yes. Nolan will do with a lot of his movies is drag. Like um, Inception was pretty good, but there were times where it dragged and it was and it was just there to like mind fuck you, right? And nobody even remembers Tenet. Yeah, well, and Tenet, you know what the crazy thing is? They uh, they advertise it like Christopher Nolan who did this and that and that and Tenet. And everyone's like, Tenet failed. Tenet failed. Why use that one? Oh, they but, all like to say, oh, it's because of the pandemic. It's no, a pan- there, pandemic. There's a lot about Christopher Nolan movies that is there to like, right? Dunkirk was done really well. Um, Prestige was good. Prestige is very good. I really liked Prestige, especially the first time you watch it. And you're like, oh, you know, uh, it's a lot of fun. And this movie is, I think he reined in some of the more Christopher Nolan-y parts about himself to tell like a more true to life story. Mm-hmm. And it works really well. But he. Well, it's kind of like uh, with Dunkirk. You know, I mean, I think that a movie like Dunkirk, while not like a big action-y like you know, why so serious kind of bullshit. Uh, it was telling, a, you know, as yes, Al Topich yes. says on Twitch, he's a very cold, emotionless director. Yes. And like a movie like Dunkirk or Oppenheimer, which are about periods in time that are cold and emotionless. Yeah, so this is actually one of the movies of his that I like better. It's done very well. It opens up and it tells you two very different points in time, right? It starts with... Uh, Oppenheimer at the beginning you kind of see him in school or whatever and it it climaxes up to when they actually create the nuclear bomb and then the other part of it is uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s character who is at a hearing uh, confirmation hearing for joining a presidential cabinet Uh, and then those two timelines much like you know 
atoms or particles or whatever running at each other end up and, and they have that meeting point and they collide and you get like the story of Oppenheimer's life and then the the kind of the point where he's getting to which is when his when people tried to to shit on him and and use him as some sort of bad guy or whatever um and part of the movie's told in black and white which is supposed to be the crisp hard part of like the schindler's this, list this is, this is like the real okay, yeah. real part that happened and then all of the other part of his life is told in color which is supposed to be like a, a little bit bending the truth but it's from oppenheimer's point of view or whatever but it, it all works and it, it's done as like a kind of a documentary but kind of like a story of his life and, and it comes together it, it's entertaining and and i had a good time with it other than my my Barbie boys filling the theater, uh, making things difficult, but when their phones weren't out or they weren't um, ooing and aahing at Tetas on the screen, um, it was it was a a, a good enjoyable movie. His sound wasn't overwhelming like it tends to be. In fact, the big sound moments they went silent with, like when there was a nuclear explosion, it was silent, and you felt the impact, and you saw the characters' reactions, and you got to feel the history of it and and the and the terror of what it represents and um uh, so fierce apology on twitch uh commented and said the sound design in his films have become uh more rubbish like would you would you say that over time like is he falling into a sound design trap kind of like i talked about with wes anderson where he's falling into this sort of stylistic trap to where it's like oh well if it's christopher nolan movie it has to be like this yeah well and he stepped away he that's not in this movie so and it made that uh, i think more enjoyable uh, now was this movie something that you have to watch on the biggest screen that you can find and and 800 millimeter IMAX and your eyes need to be blown out of the back of your head like a nuclear bomb really went off in front of you? Probably not. Honestly, uh, it didn't feel like it had to be a big screen movie because it didn't really have that kind of thing. Now, there were times where like there were people stomping on bleachers and, and shouting his name and stuff like that, and he was impacted by it and it really helped you in the theater to be there. But other than things like that, it really it's more of like a movie you need to be able to sit and think and ponder and reflect on because it's about real history and giant events but it wasn't anything that i feel like you have to see it on the screen like they told you that you did well yeah i mean how do you how else do you sell a biopic about a a terrible point in history other than oh no i mean it's it's an it. important point in history it's it's a pivotal 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 point in history I need to take a nap. Uh, you know, it's like, it, it's important. It's it's real, but it's okay. It's it's not a bad movie. Okay, well. I, I had fun with it. You should definitely watch it, you know, experience some history. Think about things. Um, don't just go because you get to wear pink with your buddies and, and post pictures of yourself standing in front of the movie poster. Like, <laughs> Rewatch it with captions. Yeah, like, Everybody's... go and think about it a little bit you know well all right well uh it is in theaters right now if you haven't already watched it a lot of people have seen it uh I, i'll probably go see it in the next week or so because i've been waiting for the 
the Barbenheimer stuff to die down. And I was in New Orleans for a week, so I really didn't get a chance to to see it. And, uh, I just got back. And the movie that I chose to go see this week was The Haunted Mansion, which, uh, oh, can we, can we just, can I get this? Yeah. Can I borrow this? Uh, Jake's mom just sent us the, oh, let me take that off. And this picture of Jake in uh, their Ninja Turtle outfits. Uh, who's the third person? My cousin. Oh, your cousin. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so uh, there's your boy right there yeah. with the action pose. Uh-huh. Uh, and then there's my little brother. Yeah, that looks yeah. like a Matt pose. Yeah. Um, there, there you go. Um, yeah, so I saw uh, the, the Haunted Mansion. So Haunted Mansion, if you don't know about it, it's it's uh, it's about the the ride. It's, you know, the Disney ride. And the, you know, the Haunted Mansion was also a movie in 2003 with Eddie Murphy that, that, that was about another black family that went into a creepy house and got spooked by some very cartoony ghosts. Um, but that was at a time, 2003 was at a very different time for Disney where they didn't quite know how, they, they knew that they were wanting to make their rides into properties. They knew that like, okay... Pirates of the Caribbean, we're on to something here. Um, and then they did, like, Haunted Mansion is an interesting one because when they tried to make the movie in 2003, Disney had not quite figured out that you can make things slightly more adult and they'll resonate with more people. They tried to make that movie a, like, just very safe, you know, and this was at a dark time in Eddie Murphy's career where, you know, he was as G-rated as he could get. Um, because he, you know, was a new father, and it's a dark time. He it was, was it was a terrible time for 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 Eddie Murphy movies. Um, it, it wasn't terrible, uh, but it just wasn't great. And this was like post Pluto Nash, pre Norbit. Yes, uh, it was a very very weird time. And uh, you know, after the success of things like Jungle Cruise and you know Pirates of the Caribbean making a what a globally multi billion dollar franchise, and just everything going Disney, they decided to do it again. And uh, arguably, the Haunted Mansion is one of the coolest rides in Disney World. To that, it's that's still kind of the same. Uh, I mean, it's been updated a, a, a lot, but it's still a phenomenal ride. I mean, it's. Easily one of my favorite rides at Disney. More than Epcot, where they talk about dial-up internet? <laughs> Dude, the, the, what is it? The uh, the world of tomorrow. And they're like, we will have microwave ovens and dial-up internet. Uh, yeah, no, uh, Epcot is, is an interesting thing. Uh, it's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. And you go to the next room, and they're like... We have telephones with no cords. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, when you go in the big sphere, it's like uh, 30, 40 years behind. Um, but so this movie, this movie takes place in modern day New Orleans, right? And uh, I, I, I will say that the, the, the snapshot of this movie, I walked out of it. I had a good time. Okay. Uh, is this movie a cinematic masterpiece? Absolutely not. Is this movie carried by its cast members 100 percent. if you were to take this exact same movie and put a bunch of 
different people in this movie, I don't think it would have worked as well. But you had Lakeith Stanfield, who absolutely shined in this movie. Uh, Rosario Dawson, who I feel has been oversaturated because of the Marvel Cinematic Universe lately. Um, and sometimes when I see her, I'm just like, God, she's in here a lot. Who's she, she was in all the Daredevil things, and then she crossed over to like Iron Fist, and then she crossed over to oh, the like, t- all the, the TV stuff. Oh. Yeah. Um, and then I was just seeing her in everything, and I was like, oh, Rodario, Rosario Dawson, here we go again. But she did great. Owen Wilson being Owen Wilson was fun. Danny DeVito being Danny DeVito. Jamie Lee Curtis having a hilarious cameo. Uh, and an up-and-comer, Chase Dillon, playing like the nine-year-old son. Um, and he, he his delivery was funny. He had a great pacing for comedy without being like an, an annoying child actor. Um, and, and there was some interesting weight to this movie that the original like 2003 attempt didn't have there was consequence there was death there was loss there was grief there was all of these things that you should have in a ghost story you know it's not like oh spooky ghost zoinks and then you like roll out like a scooby-doo episode um this this actually you know had some genuine moments and had some feeling and uh it it made a very well-rounded family film I think uh, it is PG-13, so, you know, um, there are some scary parts. There's headless people. There's people trying to get killed, and there's some, you know, exposed skulls with a little bit of flesh on them. But is this a scary movie? Absolutely not. I think that this is this would be a great family movie. Why they released it in July, I think it's kind of strange, um, except for July is when Halloween season kicks off. So if you're a big Halloween nerd like I am, you're already, like, Lowe's has got their stuff out. Home Goods has got some Halloween stuff out. You know, Cracker Barrel's got their Halloween stuff out, and they got that cool three foot ghost. Um, anyway, uh, it's it's a. I wish that this movie had come out in the fall. I would have really loved to go like on a chilly day, like go and see this movie in a theater and eat popcorn and come out of it. Um, well, that's when it'll be out for uh, VOD. VOD, sales. and I feel like having this one in their VOD arsenal on Disney Plus when it comes in because they're already struggling. Uh, Disney Plus, uh, you know, one of the Bobs was talking about, like, we got to sell off some properties. This Disney Plus plan thing has not worked out the way we had. We got too aggressive with our streaming. We need to really figure this out. Um, So I think maybe that was in line with their their release strategy. Uh, So let's see. Dina says July means they can get it out on streaming. Yes, in October. Um, But all in all, I thought it was a fun movie. And and, but I, I really have to take a moment. And, like, Lakeith Stanfield's per- performance in this was just fantastic. Um, you know, he has not been in a, a, a lot of uh, a lot of movies. Uh, you know, he's... Or, or huge movies. But I think that, you know, he's been in a lot of small movies. You know, it was Selma, put him on the map, really big. Sorry to Bother You was a big role for him, although this was still, like, an indie film. Um, Knives Out, he was, he was in it for a minute. But he just stole the show and uh he he's been he's been nominated for an oscar you know and i think we're going to see him in a lot more things and this movie was interesting because it showed that he has a an extremely wide range uh and and seeing him play very very serious roles 
um, like Judas and the Black Messiah and other things like that. And then to come around and do something like this, which was kind of a feel-good family movie, um, just really shows that he we're going to be seeing him for a long time. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad for it. Other things like Jamie Lee Curtis and Danny DeVito were just there for hilarious cameos. I'm trying to figure out how Tiffany Haddish and Jared Leto both ended up in a Disney movie after they're bad people. So, yes. Because uh, Tiffany Haddish was had her like uh thing where it was not okay and got called out on like abusing children or whatever and then jared leto is a cult leader well how is it that disney basically like, played a cult leader in this movie and he was himself he was himself he and he, he was basically just the voice and i don't know if they did motion capture with him but or still not, but. like how is it that disney's like yeah we'll give these two people money for if, sure if you these had not said that, that jared leto was the 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 character uh, in this I movie that he was, that. you would have never guessed. Uh, but Tiffany Haddish was very much Tiffany Haddish. Um, I didn't talk a whole lot about her because I'm still, yeah, she's she's a lot. She's a lot, and she's not on my high list right now. But uh, but dude, Denny DeVito, Lakeith Owen, you know, they it's just I saw silly. I saw the clip where Danny DeVito and was it the Lakeith like character there in like the. Uh, police station and then telling the sketch oh, artist yeah. and he draws like the, <laughs> exactly uh, like the, it yeah the yeah flesh rotten dude he's like is this the guy that's like whoa that's it how yeah. did you get it it, uh, it looked pretty there funny. was a lot of moments like that that were fun uh, and a lot of great callbacks to the ride that were tasteful you know kind of like jungle cruise wasn't a great movie but they they tied in things from the ride without making it super overly obvious um, and and it was it was some fun, interesting nods to to the franchise. Is this a a super franchisable thing? I don't think so. Um, I don't know if it's got the kind of same sort of pull and star power like a hocus pocus. I think you know trying to recapture that hocus pocus magic. Well, so Dina said hocus pocus was also originally released in July. July, and guess what? Hocus pocus failed at the movie theater. It did not make Disney money until. After when everyone was like, "Yo, this movie rules." Yep, it was like a t a a budget bin VHS, and before I mean, streaming was what really got Hocus Pocus back under cult following status. Oh, was it? Did it? Did it not? It took a long time Uh, to get to get to the market saturation that that it is now. I remember asking people about Hocus Pocus; they didn't know it. It, it, But the early like 2010. You know, uh, everyone I knew knew about. Hocus oh, Pocus. but they didn't. They weren't in love with it like the way they are now. Um, it was. It was always around, but people were like, "Oh yeah, Hocus Pocus isn't that just like a silly kids movie?" And now people are like, "I've defined my life on Hocus Pocus." Oh, really? Because yeah. everyone I've always known has been like, "Dude, Binks, bro." Yeah, we must have been rolling gets, in some different circles. Yeah, everyone gets hyped on Binks, and uh, the zombie dude I always thought was cool. He's oh, so cool. Uh, you don't remember his name? Dude, Billy Butcher? On, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Billy Butcher, but Billy. It's like Butcherson, I think, was his, his name. Yeah. That's, that's the dude the, from, from the, the boys. Billy Butcher is from the boys. I think it's Billy. It's, I thought it was Billy something. Billy Butcherson, something like that? Doesn't matter, dude. Hang on. Hocus. I want to be that for Halloween. One Hocus. Year. One year when I have my shit together by July and dollar. Billy. Let's see. What was his name? Billy Butcherson. Dang. You Boom. How about it? Yeah. Told you. Got his mouth showed up because he was talking smack. You witch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
anyway, uh, Velvet Santa over there on Twitch, he he dropped something on there that's actually pretty cool if you haven't been following us on social media. But uh, speaking of VHS, he's been putting some of our episodes of our show on VHS cassette. And um, are we actually? Do you you have us on the film of the VHS? Because I saw the casing and the designs, and they they yeah, were really he's fun. Pu- he's putting these on VHS, which is pretty badass. And he's been uh, and they're going to be at this comic shop. Obviously, the comic shop is not here in uh, Northwest Arkansas, but he it, it, it's pretty cool. Uh, it, it's like Kapow Comics in Sherwood. Uh, uh, the 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 guy that runs it, his name is Matt. Matt, and I guess they've got a display, and uh, and some of our episodes on VHS are there, so you can pop it in your VHS and and check it out. So we've got the, uh, one episode. The descriptions ones. on the back okay. of the box. A, a VHR or VHS? What? The description on the back of the box is so good. Oh it yeah, says, it's great. Show yourselves a good time. It's gonna be it's gonna yeah. be fun. Um, so thank you, Velvet Santa, for 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 taking the effort. That is that is badass. Um, all right. Well, it's about time for the box office roundup. We're going to give you the box office uh, for the past weekend. It's going to be uh, July 28th through July 20 or July 30th, 2023. We only give you the top 10 uh, movies in America because that's what uh, that's the domestic box office. That's that's what they pay attention to. Follow the money, right? So we're going to start with number 10. Uh, we're going to go to number one, or I guess we're going to start with number 11. Just because. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So go for it. Yeah, number 11, uh, it was a special event. The first Slam Dunk, the Slam Dunk uh, anime, manga, whatever movie, uh, it came in at number 11. It was only in, it was under 600 theaters, brought in $645,000, but that was enough to get it just shy of the top 10 in the U.S., which is uh, pretty incredible. Uh, and then coming in at number 10, nine weeks uh, since it was released, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse brought in $1.4 million. Its domestic take is at 378.8, uh, probably a lot less than what they were expecting being 10 weeks with Spider-Man, but it made enough money, surely. And then coming in, number nine, one month out, Insidious, The Red Door, another $3.2 million for it, bringing in $78 million at the box office total. Uh, and then at number eight, uh, dropping from number seven, Elemental, still hanging in there, seven weeks out, $3.4 million brought in by it, 145 at the theaters so far. Uh, and then five weeks out, Disney's Indiana Jones, Dial of Destiny, $3.9 million. Its domestic take is only 167. It's grossed in total $356 million worldwide, which is still not enough to get its uh, full Oof. budget with advertising back. Uh, and then opening at number six, an A24 film. That's your jam. Mm-hmm. Talk to me, $10.4 million. Not bad for... A little semi-indie studio. Scary movies. Yeah, People topping like multiple Disney's uh, and Spider-Man's. So good job there. And then Mission Impossible in its third week out, ten point six million. It's brought in only one hundred thirty-nine million at the U.S. box office. Uh, it's brought in four hundred fifty million worldwide, which is good. Uh, I think it just had the misfortune of its release time in the U.S. with the Barbenheimer 
meme. If the Barbenheimer meme wouldn't have existed, I think Mission Impossible more people would, would still have, yeah. be in the top three. Yep. Uh, surely more people would go see it. But I think as that meme fades out, maybe people will decide to go watch Mission Impossible, hopefully. Uh, but with Meg uh, and Ninja yeah, Turtles on Meg the horizon. Meg and the Turtles. Yeah, those are big movies. Uh, but maybe with Back to School and people aren't dealing with their kids, they're like, hey, let's go watch Mission Impossible. Uh, so I hope so. It's maybe it'll movie. pick up. Maybe it'll pull that Top Gun Maverick and uh, everyone's like, oh, it's dropping down the list and it'll bump right back up. Uh, and then number four, Sound of Freedom. <laughs> this one, again, and internet talking about it, I think is keeping it alive because there was like no ads for this thing. But people are like, oh, did you hear at the end they have a call to action thing or whatever? Um, so, I and I haven't done a lot of research on this, but Vince over on our Twitch stream, he just commented and said, this does not talk about how the studio is buying tickets and the theaters are empty, but Sound of Freedom now ranks as the 12th highest grossing domestic release of the year, higher than North American total for Fast X, Elemental, and Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Um, which is, is, is strange because, like, I haven't really looked into this, uh, this whole, like, buying tickets and uh, these ghost ticket buyers because i mean we're already seeing that kind of behavior with ticketmaster and all the things that there's legislation being formed to kind of maybe f- fight it but but is this kind of something that starts happening like go- ghost ticket buying um, i don't know with that being mentioned yeah i mean with 12.8 million being brought in by sound of freedom it brings it to 149 it has 10.2 million dollars more than mission impossible somehow Vin, uh, uh, jim caviezel is beating Tom Cruise. Who would have ever thought that that would be a thing that mm. would happen? Got all, all the religious All the church money. Movie. That's right. Yeah, but isn't it like an action movie? Uh, He's like, know, give me the kids! About, <laughs> dude, church... It's about sex trafficking, but... Which church people... Like, also, give them a reason to go see something about action well, and or child Caviezel was Jesus. And, and they will go, oh, well, I'm going to go see this for the Lord. Yeah, It's well, like Bible Man is super violent. Well, so but, at the end of the movie, they ask you to buy tickets, right? Or uh, donate money to them. And then a lot of people are buying tickets just for that. As the donation? Yeah, something like that. But, Weird. I mean, he was Jesus in, in Passion of the Christ. Maybe people still think so, he is Jesus. Maybe. I think you just have a lot of people that are more conservative willing to go watch this movie versus like they're not going to go watch things that they don't like Mission Impossible. Yeah, yeah, but it's established and it's real. Or Haunted Mansion. Yeah, and then know. coming in That's at number 3, opening at number 3, 24 million dollars brought in by Haunted Mansion that you just talked about and then holding steady at the number 2 spot for its second week out, 46.7 brought in by Oppenheimer. Its total is 174.5, and then holding strong at number one, Barbie, $93 million, double what Oppenheimer brought in. Uh, It's brought in domestically 350 worldwide, $780 million in two weeks. Almost in the billion-dollar club in two weeks. Wow. I mean, everyone forgot about Barbie before this movie. Yeah, now everybody's like, yeah, Barbie. I wonder what the toy sales look like. Oh, they're probably insane. Have you checked the toy shelves at Wally World lately to see if no. like there's any pink left on them? Probably. Well, like, what happened to that movement where they were like, pink Barbies for girls is wrong. We shouldn't encourage 
kids to be playing with or these the, gender affirming well, roles. And not to mention dolls. body shaming because of body it. shaming. Yeah, but this movie openly no. acknowledges that. It does. It does the thing. It's like we said it, so you can't call us out on but it. But still yeah. buy our toys uh, that do this. Also, have you seen the remote control Barbie dream car? The like the big pink <laughs> Corvette? It it's looks always, sick. I need they've it. always <laughs> been sick. Yeah, yeah but this one's remote control, bro. That's pretty sick. It's pretty sick. And it's like an original first-gen Corvette. It looks slick. Like, honestly, I need one. <laughs> you know I collect toy cars, it's, it's man. I collect the... toy cars. And it's been, you know, it's been a toy empire for a really long time. But I do remember the time where everybody was like, ew, yuck, yeah, we shouldn't be, you know, let's cancel Barbie because it's just bad. Um, anyway, but uh, Vince says, news, everyone's talking about the Barbie movie, but the doll sales are actually falling. Uh, we'll see. Who knows? We'll see what if that turns around. I don't yeah. know. But uh, Loge Web on Twitch says maybe a Barbie oh, G.I. Joe Transformers crossovers on the horizon. You mean like small soldiers? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that movie already exists and is pretty good. And Barbie's from a great director. evil in small soldiers. They are. Uh, Do you see that proof of concept that they made of a small soldiers sequel for like a TV show? No. No. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. It's, I, it's like a. I mean, right now it's like it, it's just a proof of concept little video. There's like a, a female version of Tommy Lee Jones. David Cross is in it. Like thing. And, I'm just uh, wondering how old is Joe Dante now? Um, he's like got to be a thousand years Loge old. Webb's seen it. It looks pretty cool. They're like in a store, and like the the bad dudes or whatever get out because this time I guess like the soldiers, like the uh, the ones that were like the bad guys in the first one, they're the good guys in this one maybe. But the uh, the evil looking ones make their way outside of the automatic door because they work together, and then like this one female thing she's like shooting the gun at the at the glass and it's bouncing off and then she goes and she activates all of her soldiers and then that's like that's where it ends it's it looks pretty good but that's just because dude small soldiers is, it was a good movie i mean yeah. joe dante joe dante was one of the last great movies he made and it had phil hartman uh mm-hmm. who was so good in it it was very underrated movie um uh, Anyway, all right, well, we're out of time, guys. That's the box office. That's the show. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. You can download this wherever it is you download podcasts if you don't want to, like, watch the live stream. But the live stream is, you know, fun, and it makes sense. We've got the, we got the chat over here. We've got viewers from Facebook, Twitch, YouTube. You know, you can comment. You can be a part of the chat. If you maximize it to a bigger, bigger, fuller screen, you can see all these comments. Uh, so don't forget to like and subscribe. If you subscribe on Twitch, we get money, which is pretty cool. Um, and you can also jump into the pre-show, which is free. You don't have to subscribe to Twitch. You just have to be there. But subscribing is nice. You get little fun alerts and emotes and all those kind of fun Anyway, all right. Well, we're going to get out of here. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Bo, the Boom Operator. I'm Slick Doggy, the Grip. And we'll see you guys next week. As you leave the theater, folks, please be careful. Don't let this happen to your car. Be sure to remove the speaker before you leave. If you should accidentally pull a speaker loose, please turn it in at our snack bar or box office. Thank you.